This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 2. It's a date without women day. Uh, yeah, we've actually sent all the women on the show home mm. uh, because, uh, and, I, and I say that as a male telling a woman what to do. Um, but no women are allowed on the show today. You know what they say? A day without women is like a day without nagging. <laughs> Wait, who says that? They do. I, I don't know. I, I think it's wrong. I, I don't, I don't want oh, them to the, say that, but they say that. I don't like that. And I, I, I don't like it. I, I've asked them to stop saying it, but they won't. Jeffy, uh, a day without women for you. What does that mean to you? What does that mean? A day without women is a day without somebody in the kitchen cooking dinner. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. What do you want? A day without women is... Go ahead. Keep going. Because I want people to know <laughs> when they say, why are you so mean to Jeffy? I want the evidence out there. <laughs> We're mean to Jeffy because of moments like that, which are frequent. <laughs> For, for stating facts? Mm-hmm. Yes, for stating facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess this, uh, the big, uh, the big place everyone's talking about is I think it's Alexandria, Virginia. Yes. Um, where they, uh, so many teachers called in sick or, or said they wanted the day off that uh, they just closed the school, which is great for working women who mm-hmm. actually have to go to their job or maybe get yeah, fired, unlike them. teachers. Yeah. It punishes them. No, it punishes them. That's great. That's, That's great. Really a nice job. Good job there. And what are you going to accomplish? Like, we're going to say, oh, my gosh, wow, that day was so awful. I don't ever want it to happen. So what so, are your demands? What, what are we so... So we should fund Planned Parenthood. So there'll be uh-huh. less... Right. What, we're going to impeach Donald Trump because you don't like him. Uh, I don't know. What happens? These days are so stupid. Stupid. It's just a way of... You know what it is? It's a way of a bunch of organizations that uh, want your money for women's rights to get your email address. Mm-hmm. You'll, oh, I signed up for the day. Oh, did you? Uh, now they're going to be spamming you for donations for the next you know, six years. Good luck with that. It's probably... You know what? It's probably a man who thought it up. <laughs> it yep. probably is. Mm-hmm. It probably is. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, we have, uh, you know, I, I, one of the objectives maybe is equal pay for I equal guess. work. I don't know. When but, is that going to happen? I am. I mean, that has right? to happen. Do you has know to they, happen. Make, they make three cents on the dollar 
For every dollar a man makes, women make three Embarrassing. Cents. I can't even say it. Yeah. I mean, so, that has to be fixed. Well, they've, tar- they've tackled this problem at uh, Prager University. Here's a look. The 77 cents on the dollar statistic is calculated by dividing the median earnings of all women working full-time by the median earnings of all men working full-time. So dumb. In other words, <laughs> if the average income of all men is, say, $40,000 a year, and the average annual income of all women is, say, $30,800, that would mean that women earn 77 cents for every dollar a man earns. 30800 divided by 40000 equals 0.77. But these calculations don't reveal a gender wage injustice. Oh, boy. Because they don't take into account occupation, position, education, or hours worked per week. Even a study by the American Association of University Women, a feminist organization, shows that the actual wage gap shrinks to only 6.6 cents when you factor in different choices men and women make. And the key word here is choice. The small wage gap that does exist has nothing to do with paying women less, let alone with sexism. It has to do with differences in individual career choices that men and women make. How about I mean, that? You know, this has obviously well, been one of my favorite stats for a long time. And yeah. we talked about it on the show. Every time we get close to the stat, we're like, all right, let's just hear it again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the women gay. Because I think it's fascinating because it's one of those things that's so ingrained in our society uh, that women are, are treated terribly and they, they have this wage gap that people don't even question it anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's, it's just assumed as accurate. And even with all this information, and this is not from right-wing organizations. Prager University, obviously, is a conservative uh, organization. But, like, mainstream economists, they, they, they looked at this. As she pointed out, a feminist organization did a study on it um, and, and found almost no wage gap whatsoever. And remember, there's a higher standard of proof on their claims, which is it's not that there just is a wage gap. It's a wage gap that is fueled by sexism. Uh-huh. You have, they're actually saying the intent of the wage gap, if it were to exist, would be sexism. And the be- the ultimate argument on this, um, which was uh, you know made by a guy who wrote a book called Why Men Earn More, um, he was a feminist and he was the head of uh, the National Organization of Women chapter of New York City, and he thought you know what, I mean I'm a feminist but I'm also a capitalist and I thought you know women are making seventy seven cents on the dollar and, and it was actually less that stat was less back then, you know what I should do is start a company and just employ all women. Because I can pay them, let's say, 85 cents on the dollar and save a huge amount on staffing, Mm -hmm. and I will make all this money, and I will easily outperform all of my uh, competition. And what he found was women make different choices. They they prioritize their family more. They don't want uh, all, you know they don't want to do dangerous jobs or work uh, you know as many crazy hours because you know what they made better choices and they actually care about their families a little bit more than men <laughs> in general. I don't mean to bash men here. And the point is that what he found was he couldn't operate the company like that. It didn't work. Huh. Um, and mm-hmm. you know that is uh, something we all of these things are things that we know. We obviously know these things are true. Are, 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 are true. We obviously know that men and women are different. Mm-hmm. We obviously know that not one out of every four women gets raped at college. But these stats just get thrown out there, and you're just like, well, I guess if they're saying them, I should believe them. you got to look deeper than that, and I'm glad uh, they're doing that here. Uh, we have another clip. Uh, this is, uh, again, kind of explains the career paths and the cho- those choices, how they make this into a real wage gap. Georgetown University compiled a list of the five best-paying college majors. 
and the percentage of men and women majoring in those fields. Number one best paying major, petroleum engineering, 87% male. Mm. Number two, pharmaceutical sciences, 48% male. Three, mathematics and computer science, 67% male. Four, aerospace engineering, 88% male. Males Five, right chemical mm -hmm. engineering, 72% male. Wow. Notice that women outrepresent men in only one of the five top paying majors by only a few percentage points. Pharmacy. Now consider the same studies list of the five worst paying college majors. Okay. Number one, counseling and psychology, 74% female. Wow. Two, early childhood education, 97% female. Three, mm. theology and religious vocations, 66% male. Uh -huh. Four, human services and community organization, 81% female. And five, social work, 88% female. Here, it's the women who lead in all but one category. Even within the same profession, men and women make different career choices that impact how much money they make. Take nursing, where okay. male nurses, on the whole, earn 18% more than female nurses. The reason? Male nurses gravitate to the best-paying nursing specialties, they work longer hours, and disproportionately find jobs in cities with the highest compensation. That's a huge one, too, that nobody yeah, talks about. nobody talks about that. You guys are willing to, you know, for whatever reason, they will move away from their families. They will travel to other areas. You know, and like if you're working in a, in a rural area where maybe the pay isn't as high, they'll move to a city and they'll try to make as much money as possible. Guys are motivated generally by money more than women are. Um, so that re is reflected in these statistics. I mean, willing, being willing to relocate is huge. We used to talk about this, um, one of the books we, we did, uh, I don't know if it was Arguing with Idiots, one of the books that we did, Inconvenient Book, and talking about the difference um, of whether you would be able to move. What's the difference? Well, we went to one city, I don't remember what, what the city was, you can look it up in one of the books, but uh, the local, some profession, local job, within 50 miles, there were, you know, uh, 32 choices of jobs. I'm just making these numbers up. But if you look and, and you expand that to nationwide, there's thousands and thousands of jobs. Even in just regionally, there's thousands and thousands of opportunities. So instead of picking from one of 30 jobs, you're picking from one of thousands of jobs. Well, if you're willing to relocate, you're, you're more, much more likely to be able to get a high-paying job. Mm -hmm. And those things when you talk about the differences in the genders, wind up playing out to create these gaps. That does not mean that the person who's earning less is less. Money is not how you judge everything. And, you know, the fact that a, a woman might choose to be near her mother um, or who is sick or near her children or, you know, keep her children where they are and not move them out of a school where a guy might be more likely to do that is a choice that I think we can all kind of agree uh, in the in the abstract is actually a better choice for the woman, but it does not lead to more earning. So, you know, that is a huge thing. And, you know, these, these, they, they do everything they can to hide these things from you because it ruins their stat. It ruins it. Yeah. We're going to do a uh, serial on the war on women here pretty soon. Yeah. One, of the, one of the stats in that is that in, in 147 of 150 of the largest cities in America, women make more than men, Six, I think by 6%. Young women up to 40, I forget the exact stat, but in most cities, almost all the largest cities in America, women are making as much or more than men. Mm. It's, I mean, it's, uh, it's a staggering statistic, and I, I, it'll, 
We'll find out the exact thing. I, I can't remember all the details of it, uh, but that's, that's coming up. Is that next week or the week uh, after? It's a couple weeks, I think. A couple weeks yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's here's another um, uh, segment on why there's a, a gap at all, even the 6.6%. But why is there any gap at all? No one knows for sure, as both the AAUW and the Labor Department concede. There are so many variables that drive wages that no single study can cover them all. Few wage gap studies control for variables such as dangerous work environment. Mm-hmm. Men are vastly overrepresented, for example, on oil rigs. And here's another variable. Men are more willing and able to work long hours without advance notice. According to Harvard economist Claudia Golden, even if two lawyers have the same education, same specialty, and work the same number of hours, firms pay more to someone who is willing to always be on call and ready to be in the office when the firm needs them, as opposed to wanting a more regular schedule. This isn't sexism. It's just common sense. I'll tell you, man, I see that one play out in my own world uh, because my wife is a, a schedule machine. She wants, she, she'll do whatever she has to do for her job. She'll do whatever she has to do for the kids. But when something changes last minute, man, it flips her out. It flips her out. Mm-hmm. And she can't deal with my schedule, which is constant change, as you might know, uh, the Glenn Beck program. Hey, you're going to Bangkok next week. Hey, you're not now. You're never going to Bangkok. You've been banned from Bangkok. <laughs> I mean, every two minutes. I always say the, the schedule that gets sent out via email in this company is always the least likely series of events that it will occur. I, that's why I always ignore I it. I yeah, 100%. I, I always ignore it because I know it's it going to change never multiple happens. times. Never. Yeah. It's In fact, it's not. It's like you think like, okay, the most likely, if someone sends something out to you, you think, oh, that's probably going to happen, but there could be a change. I always think of it as like, okay, I can schedule something in the middle of that really important meeting because I know that meeting will not occur that day. <laughs> it's, a, it's that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had vacations come and go. You've got a vacation next week. Now you don't have a vacation next week. And that doesn't even include the basic part of this job, which is inherently unpredictable, which is the news. Yeah. I mean, the news at any point can say, hey, you got to come mm-hmm. in tomorrow. You got to stay late. You're, you're doing coverage all yep. night. That happens all. I mean, that's also part mm-hmm. of this job. Mm-hmm. And and I, we live in that environment. We understand that environment. And it's just part of what we do. Now, there are women on the staff here, obviously, who also live in that environment and deal with it fine. But I think it's more common uh, among women to like the schedule. You know, I, you know, you know, Lisa wants to get up at a certain time. And, she, you know, like she gets up before I even leave for work a lot of times and goes and works out because if she misses a workout in a day, oh, my God, throws, off, throws her totally off. Or me, I can work, I miss a workout every day. And it doesn't throw me off at all. Of course you don't. Oh, I no, mean, I'm, I'm, you know, look, I'm at the gym most of the day, you know. <laughs> so I get a lot of my stuff done, you know. No doubt a about lot, that. A lot, a oh, lot. Yeah, yeah. People call me a yeah. gym rat, you know. I don't like, I don't like the term, but... <clears throat> You know, <laughs> but it's applicable. It's a, a, a in a way. Yeah. In a, in a way. In a way. In a, in, a, in a way. In a way that's nothing like reality. Not like reality. No, yeah, but it's a no, way. I mean, right. Alex Jones says things that are in a way applicable. Takes his shirt off all the time too. Why don't you take your shirt off? Let's see. I'm not gonna skip that. No. Uh, okay. Because I would like to have some subscribers. You should take some supplements. <laughs> you know, if I took Alex Jones, I, that would be a fun experiment. I probably they probably kill you, right? If you take an Alex Jones supplement, you probably die the next no, day. Probably. I mean, probably. I don't know that. I mean, that's just a guess. And I have no information. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. discourage you from purchasing them if you wish to. But that would be a fun experiment. In fact, 
Oh, when I think about experiments, I think about Jeffrey. How's that? How do you? Why? I wonder why that happens. Uh, well, you're, let me write this down. You, you <laughs> stay over there for a second. Because he looks like Alex. <laughs> he does. If, in fact, if I mean, if you were to lose a few, we could kind of we could pop you right in there as our Alex Jones on the show. What if we get you some Alex Jones supplements? Will you take them for a month and see what happens? Yeah, I don't care. I mean, there's never been a pill you would not put in your body. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there's never been a pill you say no to. I mean, that, yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet, right. right. So maybe right. we get some Alex Jones supplements, and we see the huge transformation. I love this idea, by the way. We get a, a huge transformation that happens to you after you take them. What if you, what if you're like, you look like right. Tom Brady? It could happen. Right. I mean, maybe well, they just don't work on Alex Jones. With those supplements, yes. <laughs> it's possible. There he is. Look at that. That's basically you. <laughs> we need to get you all. You need to get a lot closer to the camera. but And also have your shirt off, which we do not want to see. Uh, no, we don't. Not right now. Under any circumstances. It would be ever. projectile vomiting nonstop. Yeah, by everyone in the room. This is kind of interesting, too, because on this uh, day of the International Day Without a Woman, in Melbourne, Australia, they've just done something revolutionary. Apparently, women haven't been able to cross the street oh, yeah. in Melbourne, oh, no. Australia, Huge because problem. they, when the little sign comes up mm-hmm. the, on the crosswalk that you can walk now, it's a little, it's a little stick figure of a guy with wearing pants. How do you, how do you know? Because there's no hair painted on and there's no dress on the girl. So, so women just can't have there? short hair or pants. No, that's right. Okay, that's so right. But now, there? yeah, <laughs> but now there's a dress on the little stick figure. Good. So, and they, it only cost them, well, over $8,000 for six lights. And uh, now the women can cross the street because they put a dress on the stick figure. And women only wear dresses, so we know. Right. Uh, How asinine is that? Right. And it's also just as bad, right? Like, right, and now you're right. saying, oh, women, they got to wear a dress. Now you know it's a girl. I thought we had this transgendered, enlightened society. Um, you know, what if, yeah. what if a man wants to wear a dress? I mean, Jeffy, this is the hearing impaired at Berkeley. Yeah. It's just dumb. So stupid. So stupid. Oh, brother. Oh, man. Did you know that the air in your home could be as much as five times more polluted than the air outside? That's why uh, we are going to tell you about this yeah. phenomenal pro- uh, product. This yep. is fantastic. Like Pure Breeze. Um, now, if you have allergies, if you have asthma, if you have a COPD, if you have uh, what cardiovascular conditions... All, all of, of these can be made wor- worse by... You have all of them, Jeffy? Uh, if you have a person like myself that has all of them, it will still work, right? Yes, it yes. will. Uh, in fact, you really need it, Jeffy. You really need it. Um, you know, uh, these... Uh, what if you have psoriasis? Well, I don't, I don't Combination know. Combination skin. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. All I'm saying is it's going to give you healthier air to breathe. So no matter what you have or don't have, why wouldn't you want this? It's the beautiful Alexa Pure... Breeze purifier, mm-hmm. air purifier, four-stage filtration process. So, you know, you, you can buy a lesser product that just has one filter in it and doesn't have the advanced true HEPA filter. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're going to be sorely disappointed if you do. But this has the four-stage filtration nice. and the true pure HEPA filter. Yes. And all for $199.95. And if you're worried about uh, making too much noise, actually has a silent mode on it. Um, if you're, if you want it for, I like the, I like the little silent, the, it's a quiet fan anyway, but I like the little sound of the fan when we have it on at night, but you have, there's a silent mode as well. It has an auto mode, so you can just keep it on and it turns on and off as you need it, uh, during the day. Um, and it comes with, um, this presentation from Pat, uh, of his hand slowly caressing it as if it was a woman. 
<laughs> with a dress. Go uh, online right now, getalexapure.com, getalexapure.com, or call 888-895-7746. That's 888-895-7746, and Pat will... Sh- Pat, will, Pat single-handedly goes into the factory and massages each one just like this, caresses the front and back uh, before you get it. This, so, is, this is simply the hostess on a game show uh, yes, it is. hand gesture. Yes, that's, that's very that nice. Is. You're doing a yeah. very nice job. Thank you. Uh, 888-895-7746 or getalexapure.com. It is the Pat and Stu Show, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Yesterday and uh, earlier today, we were talking about uh, Ben Carson's comments about the slaves being immigrants thing. And everybody's up in arms. And honestly, I kind of think rightly so. It's what is, it was just stupidly delivered, ridiculous to say, and, and not a good way to put it. However, however, Barack Obama has done it 11 times yeah. that we have found. Well, we didn't find it, but... The Federalists, I think. Federalists did. did. And, in fact, in one of those cases, and we, re- we went over some of these on, on radio, but we didn't get to one where he actually did it almost exact right. same comparison that, that Ben Carson did. Nobody cared when it was Obama. Nobody said a word about it. Yeah. Here, here is, uh, this is 2015. Certainly, it wasn't easy for those of African heritage who had not come here voluntarily and yet their own way were immigrants themselves. There was discrimination and hardship and poverty, but like you, they no doubt found inspiration in all those who had come before them, and they were able to muster faith that here in America, they might be able to build a better life and give their children something more. I mean, that's almost the exact same quote. Uh, it, yes, it is. It is. Um, and it yes, goes it on. Is. There's another good one. Uh, and, you know, people gave us some flack yesterday, the, the Trump Carson supporters, because if you like Trump, you have to support everything anybody he likes. or Everything. Says. You have to support everything anybody who has ever seen him says for some it, I don't understand this, but uh, because it, Ben Carson was supported and put in place by Donald Trump, now the Trump supporters think they have to love everything Carson says. So Until Trump some, says he doesn't like him anymore. And then, then it's, completely, it's different. completely different. But uh, the deal was, well, yeah, why don't you look up the definition of immigrant? That means you know, go to a different country permanently. No, there's... There's more implied than that. I don't care if that's Webster Dictionary definition of it. That's not really what an immigrant is. You've got to be a willing participant in that, right? I mean, immigrating somewhere implies, at least implies, that you're going willingly. Not that you're being chained, thrown into the bottom of a slave ship, and forced to come here and work for free. Yeah, uh, technical definition is a person who comes to live permanently in a foreign country. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess technically, I mean, that's, you know, uh, come on, you could apply it. But I mean, really, obviously, the way we talk about immigration in the year 2017 is not that it's not it's not tied to slavery. Look, I can understand, you know. I don't think like it was the worst comment of all time from Ben Carson, nor is it the worst comment of all time from Barack Obama. However, you should probably treat them equally. Yeah, and and yes, and Ben Carson's delivery on just about everything. What, is, is what so was weird. that? It terrible. was just so terrible, and I, it was supposed to be. That's how he My talks. understanding is right. That was supposed to be his hello to HUD. I'm your new boss speech. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm leaving. 
after that speech. He did, <laughs> that was not inspiring to anyone. Though I, you might think, I don't have to do anything in this job because this guy, it's, it'll probably That's take him 45 point. minutes to walk down the hall to my office. <laughs> I'm going to be able to just do whatever I want. I, I did, it feels like he went by an M&M bowl, picked up a big uh, handful, and then didn't realize they were Ambien's. Before he delivers it, and that's oh, how he is all the time. Yes. This was even worse, yes. though. Uh, it was really. Yeah, I liked uh, really the guy good. When, when he was here with his, yeah, he was nice. him, his I, wife. Everything I, I, he seemed nice. I have come to the conclusion uh, that I do not want him to be president of the United States. Um, however, no uh, you know, look, uh, he's a smart guy, and and there's no, there's no, I don't have any problem with him per se. It's just a weird comment, and he constantly puts himself in these positions. He yeah, just he says things that are just oddball at times. Yeah. yeah. Which is a little bit bizarre. And, you know, it might be okay for a talk show host or some guy, but you, know, you don't want him as, as a president um, doing that stuff. Though, we do have a president who does that stuff. He just does it with a lot more energy. He's not low energy like Ben Carson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, the microgravity of space. Uh, because we're going to be able to travel into space soon with this uh, SpaceX thing. They're, they're going to be taking tourists into space all the time. I mean, it's going to be as common as... Drive into a 7-Eleven for a Slurpee. That's how common space travel will soon, maybe by next year. That's how common it'll be. So you need to know these kinds of things. Like the microgravity of space can lead to a lot of disgusting situations. If you think carpet spills are hard to clean, try collecting floating vomit. Oh, God. Or desiccated skin. That's really icky. Mm-hmm. The calluses on your feet in space will eventually fall off. Ah, according nice. to astronaut Scott Kelly. Uh, wow. So the bottoms of your feet become very soft, like newborn baby feet. But the top of my feet develop rough alligator skin because I use the top of my feet to get around here on the space station when using foot rails. Floating calluses Ah. with the potential to enter an unaware open mouth is enough to irk most people. That's gross. Wow. I don't think I want to go on with this article. Is it possible to stop (laughs) Yes, because then like they stop. go into toilet stuff, which is yeah. I don't want to go. Not pleasant. I, I want. I want to. This is not a pleasant not? story. That's what I was afraid of when we promoted this story. That it was going to be too nasty to even talk about. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. Uh, you know what? Read it. It's at realclearscience.com, <laughs> uh, and they can give you all the details. We're promoting them heavily here. Real Clear Science. I'd love to talk to Scott Kelly about that, though. He was the astronaut that. Uh, you know, was uh, a year in space and documented yeah. it all, yeah. pictures, yeah. Instagram. the one that's married to Gabby Giffords? Is that him? Is that no. Him? No? That's a different no, guy? No, that's another different guy. Different guy. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, how about um, why planes don't fly any faster than they did in the 1960s? This is another science one that I'm interested in because it does feel like we, we made this big innovation with the Concorde, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, this is going to change it. And then they, yeah. they grounded it, and we haven't had anything come back since. Right. Um, really, they did talk about restarting it recently, but for some reason that is not uh, financially viable, which it seems like I can understand it not being financially viable um, across the globe at every airport's got 20 of these planes. But uh, you think the New York to London route or New York to Paris a few of these, as we get more of, become more of a globalized society, it's yeah. hard to imagine that that's not worth doing. Um, but the airplane experience really hasn't changed a lot since the 1960s. Uh, tickets used to cost five times more than today's prices um, because of, uh, you know, uh, yes, it's true with uh, inflation and everything. They I used don't to buy be. It. Well, you don't buy don't a lot buy of things it. that are true. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. That's you, a lie. You saying you don't buy it is not. A, this not is, a, this is a made-up story from the airlines. Fake news, trying to convince me that what they're charging me now is so much cheaper than it was before. No, 
It is. Well, they much, say much the turbo cheaper. engines are most efficient flying at the speeds they flow. They flew in the 1960s. So going 400 to 620 miles an hour is the most efficient way. It's fast enough to get you there pretty quickly. Right. But it's also economical enough to not be cost prohibitive. Um, military aircraft can go you know, with the turbojet engines more than 1,500 miles per hour in some mm. cases. But that takes a lot of fuel. And so, it, you know, a, a jet fighter is carrying one, maybe two people at most, whereas a passenger plane is carrying, you know, maybe 200 people, two or 300. The Concorde could reach 1,300 miles an hour. Wow. Wow. But he used 47 pounds of fuel for every mile flown and could seat only 100 passengers. That's really something. So I guess that's why. Uh, I guess that was a great ride, though. The Concorde. And when you can get from New York to Paris in two hours or something, that's pretty awesome. Pretty amazing. Um, uh, The new 787 Dreamliner, the Boeing, um, has a cruise speed of 648 uh, uh, miles per hour, but would only use about a third of the fuel. Uh, Can seat 291 passengers. Um, The speed uh, wasn't worth it for the airlines. And the Concorde, 2003, I mean, it made it for a long time. Yeah, it did. They had that one crash. That one crash, and, then it and was that was all it over. for all of them. Mm-hmm. And they still have them, I guess, in museums and stuff. But it's, it's amazing that there's not even, like, a private one. No. I think, like, I mean, maybe there is. I don't know. I guess I don't know every private plane, but I've never heard of a, a private Concorde before. You'd think some, yeah, you know, yeah, guy in, like, Dubai would be, right. would be like, yeah, give me five of those. Mm-hmm. But no. Um, very strange uh, that that's never come back. Because it seems like the type of thing it by sure this does. at this point. I guess maybe we just go Hyperloop and just, just call it a day. You know, that's maybe that's, that's what they're the, ramming down our throats, right? Did you see the Did you see the little clip of the of the desert hyperloop they built? They built a little test loop. We might have showed yeah. it on the show one day. No? Yeah, I think I think we did. I think we did. But they're saying um, 500 miles an hour they can go in that, which is pretty fast. Pretty fast. Pretty fast. That'd be pretty awesome. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too coming up. Spoons. Got an interesting spoons episode. Yeah, uh, a couple something that sounds really nasty to me. Yeah, no. <laughs> but we'll, no. and uh, something else. Two things. today yeah two, really well, weird one. we have two um so i'll give you the normal one first uh the one you might expect for us to do well, this is a new chex mix uh popped um it's a popcorn chex mm. mix variety i guess and of course oh <laughs> so it's got popcorn and then the little squares yeah oh nice and the sticks and several different kinds uh, apparently of checks it looks like i got nothing but popcorn and then and are I- these m&ms Yes. But not official M&M's because there's what? no M on them. Right. No M&M's. So All I right. try to. I think with a Chex mix, you want to try to combine as many of the elements as possible. Maybe. I get nice a, to have an M&M. It's a good. Mm. That's a good combination. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Now, what better with an M&M? Hmm. One, so it's buttered, and then the, you got the regular Chex stuff in there, so it's salty, oh. buttered popcorn. I love these things. These are. They really went over the top with the butter, the mm-hmm. popcorn. And also these are cheesy checks. These uh, lighter ones. Mm-hmm. So you got kind of the normal checks, the cheesy checks. Again, I would say that's good. I'd, I'd have that. Yeah, uh, I'd buy that. Yeah. I, I, now I hate pretzels. Um, oh, you do? You do? I hate no. them. Why? So I, I eat all being around them. But other than that, you like the hard pumpernickel regular mm-hmm. in the re- in the regular checks? 
Uh, yeah, they're all right. I like those. But, um, so that's uh, the uh, uh, well, scale of 1 to 18. I, I give that a, mm, a 12. Pretty, I mean, it's pretty good. I, I would skip all pretzels, but other than that. I'd do a 14 on these. Mm. I like it. Pretty high. Jeffy? I like it a lot. If I was able to you know, actually try it with the full thing, I don't have any M&Ms in mine, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the teens, maybe. <laughs> that is not helpful, stupid. So somewhere between 13 and 18. Okay. This one's more exciting. Not really. And this is an interesting one. This, this is one's frightening. Okay. Our own Kayla. Kayla, excuse me. This is the first product. I think there was one other, but one of the few products I've not wanted to even try. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look. These are homemade. Okay. What they are, are pickled watermelon rinds. This is is before, this is what you had before my Patriot Supply. Yes. Okay. Because this is canned, right? right? This is canned goods. Now, we are... And here's the thing. I don't even like... I don't even like watermelon that I much. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. But, but yeah. now, what pickled, we are told anything in the pickled process, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I like this because Marissa, our producer, didn't even take a responsibility. She, he's a, she says it tastes like sweet apple pie. <laughs> she won't confirm that. <laughs> she won't take responsibility for that claim. But apparently, Candace says it does. All right. And, um, so uh, it's enough for told me to try. It smells like sweet apple pie. Now it smells like pickles to me. But let's see the taste. That's because it's pickled. Nasty. Whoa, this one spilled all over. What the I gotta heck? say, is it sweet? Oh, I got the sour juice all over this. One. It's got a tangy taste, mm-hmm. but it does kind of taste like apple pie. A little bit, yeah. A very, very sweet, but also kind of tangy, sort of a little kick to it. Yeah. Can we get Jeffy's face as he does this, please? Because uh, he's weird. Oh. Just eat the thing. I'm not. When is the last time? You didn't put something in your mouth immediately. <laughs> do you Try seriously it. want me to answer no. that question? Just do it. Come on, we got less than a minute. Hurry up. Just take a bite of it, you weirdo. It's not as bad as you think, though. No, it's is not. It? Yeah. It's not actually as bad as you it think. It actually yeah. does take... I would no, not, not predict that. Um, it actually does have a... a, a, a kind of an apple pie-ish kind apple of taste. Apple pie taste. I'll be darned. Yeah, it does. Hmm. I gotta say. I'll be darned. <laughs> not bad. Right? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to eat the jar full, but... No, uh, but it's no. an interesting experiment. Yeah. Um, and I would say most people, uh, 95%, are going to throw away their watermelon rinds when they're done. Mm-hmm. But why this is a way to repurpose them. them. You really can just eat them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, I, I, what would you give them? 1 to 18? I don't even know how to rate something like that. Uh, the pickled? Yeah. About an 8? 9? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I could eat them. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a lot of them. I feel like almost like it would be actually interesting in a pie. Yeah, it would. You know? Uh, oh, no. No. No? No. no you no, wouldn't no, do that? No. No. We right. found Jeffy's line. Uh, back in a second with, uh, with more. I'm going to say, I'm going to finish up these Chex Mix in the break. The problem with Chex Mix is it's so hard to get the right mix of stuff. All the M&Ms are on the very bottom of the bag, mm-hmm. you know, and then you wind up getting like a mix of everything else. You got to stick your hand all the way in there, all through the checks mix and everything, just to get one. Is that Don't what you're get me wrong. It, it is what we like to call around here a first world problem. <laughs> um, none of us have starved to death over this problem. Uh, but here's a nice segment from Glenn's uh, The Vault that I think you're gonna love. Dad, you don't think I don't know who Annie Oakley is? <laughs> You're right. I don't think you know who Annie Oakley is. Oh. 
That's her. Do you know who she is? No. Really? Yes, you do. Well, I know that she was one of the greatest shots in the Wild West for a woman. Yes. I think for anybody, but the guy yeah. who knows Tim here. Hey, guys. Hey, Tim. Tim is uh, coming to show us a bunch of really cool stuff, some new stuff um, in the vault. And I know we're not going to start here. Is this Annie Oakley's gun, was this used in the show? This is, is one that when she and, when she and Frank traveled, um, as they're doing their exhibitions, they would oftentimes allow the crowd to participate. So this was a gun Annie Oakley would use to show how well she could shoot. And then whoever's the best shot in the crowd gets a prize. Wow. So this was one that she shot. And on the back here, it does talk about it, that it's a Savage model, the 1903, but the show model. And it says, yeah. Young Buffalo Annie Oakley. And then on the other side, the Annie Oakley Miniature Rifle Society Prize. So the prize given away. In February, 1904. Yes. Wow. Can you imagine the pressure of shooting in front of Annie Oakley? <laughs> no. That would not be fun. <laughs> no. Not be fun. Even if you're normally not a bad shot. Yeah. Once you're around someone like that, right. you just feel like, okay, I'm inadequate. Yeah. Not many women would make me feel inadequate, but Annie Oakley's probably yeah, no. one. No. And just about, yeah, no, a lot of women can make me feel like that. <laughs> a lot of women. Well, yeah, shooting-wise, no other ways, <laughs> right, sure. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so Annie Oakley is, is, is a fun one we can talk about as we're looking into the vault. Um, Annie Oakley was certainly one of the most famous shooters in, in the world. Um, what's fun about Annie Oakley, though, is... Ooh. She looks like your grandpa. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily a pretty woman. But you wouldn't tell her that. No, I would not. Because she'd let you she run away dead, and still kill she? you. Yes, <laughs> right. she's still dead. She was born in 19, or excuse me, 1860. Her father was born in 1860, or died rather in 1866. So she's only six years old when her father dies. When he dies, their, their family really loses the, the major breadwinner. And so she tells a story about when she was eight years old, there was a squirrel that was hopping across the yard and they were hungry. <laughs> So she grabs a rifle, and I'm, I'm going to go. She's never shot before in her Where life. Where is she from? At the time, um, it was at Ohio. Okay. Um, real rural area, okay. poor area. I know very, across very the river poor. is Kentucky, and real Kentucky burgoo is made with squirrel. Well, they, they apparently were very delighted to have yes, squirrel. People still in Kentucky can be delighted yeah. to have squirrel. So as, as she is watching the squirrel, she grabs a gun. She walks to the front door and she aims, never shot before. She said, I threw it up on my shoulder and I shot and it went from ear to ear on the squirrel. So perfect headshot. Wow. She said, and I don't think I missed again, was her statement. Well, she began hunting so the family could eat. As she's hunting for the family to get food, she does such a good job hunting that they have more meat than they need. So they start taking it to town to sell. So now she's earning income for the family. Well, she does such a good job earning at the age of 15, she's actually paid off their family farm's mortgage. <laughs> no, don't look at that. What are you doing? I, I, what I, are you doing? School. Okay, yeah. So 15-year-olds, yeah. Yeah. You got three years to pay off the family farm. <laughs> we don't have a farm. <laughs> but the mortgage yeah. would still be nice. Home yes. mortgage. Yeah, you can pay that off. You can pay that off. So three years is no big deal. <laughs> so, well... When she was 15, then Frank Butler comes to town. He's an Irish guy, famous sharpshooter at the time. So he comes to town. He's going to put on an exhibition of his shooting. Well, he makes a friendly wager, friendly being relative. It's a $100 wager, which today it's like 20-something thousand dollars. Yeah. So, you know, friendly wager, $20,000. Yeah. But with the owner of the hotel and says, hey, I can outshoot any of these hillbillies here. 
Hotel owner says, I'll take your bet, and calls Annie Oakley. Annie Oakley comes, so she, 15-year-old, going up at Frank Bogler's about 30 at the time. And it's funny, I know the name, you knew the name Annie Oakley. You know the name Annie Oakley. Yes. Frank who? Frank Butler. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know Frank's name. <laughs> no. 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 Well, I mean, there's a famous musical, Annie Get Your Gun. Yeah. And so Frank is kind of represented. Mm-hmm. Um, although it, in, in the musical, it shows Frank winning the contest, which he did not do. Mm. Well, so Annie Oakley wins this contest at 15 years old. Frank Butler is so impressed. Now, he's about 30. He says, I need to know this girl. So he starts courting this 15-year-old girl. Today, that's... Certainly be frowned upon. Yeah, that's jail time. <laughs> Certainly yeah. frowned upon. Dad is dead, so maybe that explains a little bit. Yeah, there was no... Well, and even... I, you probably didn't make any advances on Annie she didn't want. Yeah, right. She, she outshot you. <laughs> right. She'll kill you. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> right. Um, but she starts traveling with Frank. They, they then end up joining Buffalo Bill's Wild West, and they travel literally all over the U.S., all over Europe. And this is one of the fun things. These little glass balls... As they're traveling around Europe, and if you guys want to see them, these are what they would throw up and she would That's shoot. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. These are the, what they would throw up. And now her husband was part of the Wild West show. He would travel, and they have a, a little, essentially a catapult. And they would throw these up in the air anywhere from 20 yards to 50 yards away from her. She would have a rifle, and with the rifle, she not would shoot. Not a shotgun. Not a shotgun. With a wow. rifle. There are stories that they could take dimes and flip dimes up in the air, and with her 22, she would shoot dimes out of the air. Do you believe them? I do. Because one of the exhibitions, when actually there's, there's, we actually have a playing card. We, we've ordered it. It has not come in yet, um, but we just picked up. Those won't go anywhere. We picked them up at auction where someone held a playing card sideways, and she shot through it skinny ways, sideways, with a rifle. How far? Uh, 20 yards was one that we, we've read wow. one account. 20 yards, she shot through the card sideways. And there's a few people today that still can perform some of those yeah. feats, but nonetheless, I mean, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty remarkable. And the guns are different now Very than different. they were then. Very different. I mean, you, these things are not. No, no. The guns we have accurate. now are made to be precise. Yeah. Back then, yeah. you know, these little guns. No, you're close. You're an amazing shooter to yeah. pull it. Well, her husband, Frank Butler, one time threw up 5,000 of these. She shot 4,772 with her rifle. Wow. That's impressive. Wow. I couldn't do that with a shotgun. No. She's doing it with a rifle. But these are just fun things, pieces of history. And why we love telling some of these stories and going back to this is because today, an eight-year-old earning for the family, we would never think about that. But that's the reality of, of part of what we had to grow up with here in America to where now you, I mean, the, the other generations have created opportunities so that my, what my dad's done for our family, I'm not having an eight years old to go earn for our family, mm-hmm. but that was part of the American but dream the is we're time, making we it. we still teach, or we, we treat our kids like kids. We and do. I don't think they're kids. And, and, and we shouldn't. Yeah. And, and this is to that end. So this so is a... your butt and get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I was working when I was your age. Well, and, and they can do a lot more. Young people can do way more than we think they can. Oh, yeah. Because even when we talk about we today... We treat them like kids, and so they act like kids. We do. And even if someone says, well, I've got very high expectations, your high expectations are a lot lower than what high expectations oh, yeah. used to be. Oh, yeah. What we think are high expectations, that's not very impressive anymore. Right. This is a, a public school textbook from 1960. It is a physical education book, so every kid going through public school, taking PE, this is a book they gave to every kid, 1960s, 1970s. What I love about this book is there's a section in here on riflery. 
So every kid going through public school is learning how to use guns. And there's many things. There's archery in here. Ray, if you want to come up so you see it. Now, as you go through this, what's really fun about this book is it shows, here's, here's a target. It well, shows then, you how to make a target, well, apparently, if, in your basement. Yeah, if you notice there's bricks behind it, <laughs> yeah. that is an indoor target. Yeah. That is how to capture a bull. Now, we're not shooting big rifles. Maybe, yeah. maybe a 22 short, possibly. But so you can practice at your home, get better. Can you better. imagine how many... How many parents would go to jail if the neighbors found out they had their kids making a target practice for a 22 in their basement? Absolutely. I mean, it would be Absolutely. Cra- People would go crazy. This is a textbook. When, when I was a kid, we learned about this, and we actually built targets for our BB guns, and we had a long hallway in our house, and we would practice with our BB guns, and we had to kind of put up a little flags so people knew not to walk in the hallway while we're shooting. <laughs> we, we didn't want anybody to get hurt. This does say, it does say here for... For more uh, elaborate indoor ranges, uh, just request right to the National Rifle Association, 1600 Rhode Island Avenue, which I think they still are. Specify gun type you'll be using, 22, pneumatic air rifle, or spring type air rifle. And they can give you the right, right specifications what you need to build it. But this, so this is PE. This is what every kid learns in school. You learn the parts of the gun. You learn how to score targets. You learn how to hold a gun, the different positions that you use to become a proficient marksman. And so this is, we, we have a friend in Congress and he talks about, he'll go to public schools and he'll say, what, what would I told you if I said there's, there's a young man who drove to school today and in his truck, there is a loaded semi-automatic rifle and there is a loaded shotgun. What would you say? And everybody, of course, is thinking, well, probably he's coming to kill somebody. Uh-huh. And he said, what if I told you I was that student? When I went to school in the 1980s, our football coach took everybody in school who wanted to learn to shoot. He, he advertised to the whole school, if you want to shoot, bring your guns to school. At the end of school, we'll go out to the football field, big field behind the football field, and we'll teach everybody to shoot. And so this is arguably kids anywhere in the school, he's asking to come shoot. And so this congressman says, I did that when I was in the night school, 1980s, 81, 82. I brought my rifle to school every day. And then he asked the students, that I love to ask them, and guess how many people died when we did that? Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Because when you're learning, Annie Oakley, if she is hunting for the family from 8 to 15 and she's earning so much, that girl's going to hit whatever she aims at. Mm-hmm. And if she says in her own record, she says, I don't think I ever missed a shot after I hit that squirrel. She knew how guns worked. And the family trusted her with a gun, clearly, because she's hunting for the family that she knew exactly what to do and what not to do. And this is one of the amazing things as we look at history, as we think we have high expectations and kids can do great things. When you look at what young people did in previous generations, you realize, wow, I never would have thought that. I was going to give a loaded gun to a young kid say, hey, go get us a dinner. Just, <laughs> just go find something. Oh my but that's exactly what they did. How amazing.